0: You are listening to Scoopy Radio.
3: What's going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID 19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoopy Radio, DJ Manio. 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 I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So, on behalf of Scoopy and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on this media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradio.com/poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopyradio.com/poll. S-C-O-O-P. The letter B. R-A-D-I-O. dot slash p-o-l-l. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Right, right we now oh welcome God.
4: back to the Topic Thunder show. Uh, one of our returning guests. Uh, he is a senior writer for Heavy.com, a curator of culture, you might say. Uh, he is doing the Scoopy Radio show on all platforms. You can find that at ScoopyRadio.com. And he is a contributor for Fox, MSNBC, Revolt, NBA 2K, and ESPN. It's Scoopy, aka Brandon Robinson. Scoop, uh, we were just talking before we started, but uh, you know, how's how's quarantine life? How's how's everything going? Life in general.
3: Board in the board in the house <laughs> and in the house board. I've been good, man. I've just been um, interviewing, running running these phones, and um, really just using this time wisely. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, we'll come to some sort of revolution. Excuse me, resolution uh, uh, soon. Hey, maybe both.
2: We could do with some (laughs) revolution, too, right? A
3: revolution and a resolution. (laughs) There you you go. There you go. You're right.
4: (laughs) Yeah, we are going to... So I wanted to bring that up first before we kind of get into the basketball stuff because you've been interviewing a lot of, um, you know, kind of key players in the league right now. Um, But before all that, uh, obviously there's been some really crazy stuff going on aside from coronavirus. Um, I think it's been about a month Maybe six weeks now, we've been seeing uh, people in the streets. Uh, you know, the whole thing with George Floyd is still continuing on to this day. Um, I know you've been pretty vocal about it on your Twitter. Um, so I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this whole thing. What have, what have you seen in your area of the neck of the woods? Um, you know, just what your general thoughts were.
3: Well, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think um, the George Floyd death. Um, could not be denied could not be questioned um whether you were black white green purple or orange um but i think george floyd plus coronavirus pandemic gave people a look and what it means to be black and hunted um mm-hmm. I will share with you that um, it's nothing new, but I think it's, it's something that people having time, they see. And I think when, when, when you know, I, I believe in God, He's, I'm a Christian, but I think when you look at coronavirus and things slowing down, I've often said that I feel like God is trying to tell us something. Um, and, and I believe that when you slow down and you, and, you, and you, you know, the Bible talks about idolatry. Idolatry is a sin. I think we glorify a lot of things that are not um, necessarily supposed to be glorifiable. And when you take sports and entertainment away, um, what do people have time to do? Sit and watch. And so when you look at what's going on with George Floyd and in and, and, and other cases, not just George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, yeah. more it asks questions, it poses conversations because we're in the house and so i think that that's what makes george floyd different than sean bell different than um than what happened in 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 um in, in uh, missouri what happened yeah, in some ferguson. of those other places ferguson yes i visited that at Ferguson in like like months after it happened it was very eerie um but i i think that this time right now you know even if you don't You know, I'm big on civil rights. You should be using this time to, you know, better yourself from when you get out um, of this situation, whatever that new normal is going to be. But I I do think, um, I'll add this. Um, You know, I remember when last year I broke that story about um, Paul George. Yeah, you did. (laughs) And I'll say that
1: um, I feel
3: like there are some discrimination in my field where if you're a black male, you got to work twenty times as hard. And I'll be very honest with you, I'm as good, if not as better, than certain people who are in the field. And I feel I should necessarily be further along than I am. And and so when you sit and you observe and you have certain discussions, you ask why, and I leave it like that. You read the language of what I'm saying. I believe that in places of work not just people of color not just men of color but women um Mm. um women um uh, you know people who are lgbt plus are not necessarily given the same rights as anybody else and i think this is the time where you should begin to really speak your mind speak how you feel in a respectful way um and i and i just leave that there i just think that now is a time where those kind of conversations are being had and they're being received in a way that you've never heard it i've never heard it in my lifetime mm-hmm.
2: yeah and i'm sure what you're saying about it permeating all different areas of society is absolutely true i mean it's called systemic for a reason and yeah it is important right now that we say something and uh, you know for me since we're not doing video on this one i'll go ahead and say i'm white uh, What? <laughs>
1: Surprise.
2: <laughs> but, so I, just,
3: <laughs>
2: I just feel from my perspective it's just important to be there and saying we need to say something and just listening to people like you, Scoopy, who spoiler alert, Scoopy is not white.
4: <laughs> so, we're just we're just we're just letting out all the secrets. <laughs>
2: so like it's it's your it's your opinions that matter the most and if all sure. I can do is like lend my small platform my voice alongside you i think that's the best i can do but it does feel a little bit different right it feels like maybe we might actually get something out of this whole thing like it feels like people are listening
1: yeah
3: yeah they're listening but for how long i think that's a whole nother dichotomy
4: and i think that's uh that's, that's a good transition um that's sort of what Kyrie's message was um for that conference call. And I agree we've talked about it on our pac- podcast already, but um, since you you know have had some communication with him, I wanted to get your opinion on all of it. Um I mean, me I personally see what he's he's saying. I think the media really kind of got it, they really warped it because he's had some past like T- uh, comments about like flat earth and just like these crazy things and so that it the messenger kind of uh caused some controversy right. and all, there and
2: all the other small reports that came out about the other things he said like about salary cap and stuff right and like kind of took right. away from his own message a little bit
4: right right so i i wanted to kind of get your opinion on all this scoop like what uh I, have you spoken to Kyrie since that conference call and if he did did he really elaborate
3: have you seen no. my tweets? Damn it! <laughs> I see your tweets. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that to say. I, I well, say- I, well, I
4: saw your, I saw your tweet about you posted your article about a previous uh, interview with Kyrie talking about Jason Kidd.
3: I've been in touch with Kyrie as well as his his his, his friends throughout the, the whole okay.
4: week. And one of the things
3: I'll say is, um, all right. So the conference call that was had last week. Once, I think what gets lost in translation, Kyrie scheduled that conference call. Um, but number one, he's the vice president. Chris Paul is the president.
4: Right. Um, Ky- I, don't, I think people forget that like Kyrie is actually supposed to speak for the players. He's yes. the vice president.
3: Because what gets lost in translation is, is Kyrie, the world is flat. Anymore. So I, I want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give you a little bit deeper. analysis on what's going on I um, agree Avery Bradley and Kyrie are on the same page um, I think that gets lost in translation too uh, Avery Bradley and my and my just in my analysis has become more of the more of the official spokesperson because people just villainize Kyrie so much um mm-hmm. Wolves reached out to Avery Bradley um, and asked for Avery to put him in contact with Kyrie and Kyrie I won't put the whole detail out there. I want to respect the confidentiality of what was said. But basically, um, I will say that that disruptor article is what was the catalyst for mm, the Kyrie, where we, where we perceive him to be now. Uh, when the conference call happened, there were about 80 guys that were on that team or on that call. WNBA and NBA people were on the mm-hmm. call. Dwight Howard, Donovan, Mitchell, and more. Now, um, during the talk, during the focus of the conference call, Chris Paul right said now. about three, four times, guys, let's not say everything you want to say because there may be some people that are on the call that may not be players. Media, you look at my tweets the other day. I said, "What if I told you there were media on that conference call?" Okay, so then you get to the point where, um, um, um so you get to the point where. Chris Paul said, don't say everything that is on your mind. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's have some conversation that stays between us. And this was a starting point for a conversation that is to continue. After the conference call ended, Shams began tweeting things that Kyrie said. Uh, Chris Haynes then began tweeting what Mm -hmm. Kyrie said and what other people said. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were so many other people that were on that call. It wasn't just Tyree, it was Dwight Howard, it was Avery Bradley, it was Chris Paul, it was Daniel Mitchell, it was Kevin Durant. Sometimes, or, or as journalists, we have the ability to frame things and we also have the power to control how people perceive someone. All right. um, and so the conversation continued throughout the week. Uh, Stefan Bondi, a buddy of mine who covers the New York Knicks and the, New- and the Brooklyn Nets um, for the New York Daily News. Tweeted that, you know, in the Ned's group group chat um, that uh, basically Kyrie talked about owning teams and more. And that has to be kind of taken into context. I, I'll be very transparent with you. Um, Kyrie Irving's dad, you know, comes from, if I'm not mistaken, is a Wall Street, either still is or was a former Wall Street guy. Kyrie is used to seeing professional black men owning something. You know, his dad's from the Mitchell houses in the South Bronx, one of the roughest housing projects in New York City, moved to West Orange, you know, a, a nice area in northern New Jersey. And, uh, you know, Kyrie went to a high school called Montclair-Kimberly Academy, and lived went to St. Patrick's. Montclair-Kimberly was coming up for what I know was about $16,000 a year. That's not a cheap school. Yeah. Um, and so the conversation about ownership, I think, gets lost in translation because I don't think the mainstream is used to hearing players who are just players talking about entrepreneurship or owning anything. Kyrie Irving started his own company called Hermetic Friends. He employs his friends to work for him. Uh, what I can tell you is um, that conversation about ownership is something that Kyrie has had all the time, not just in the relations of that text message. but it comes about, about perception and framing. I think when you you frame things and when you say things, um, it it, sometimes can get lost in translation. No different than Charles Oakley, who owns a car wash. He maybe didn't want to pay to get his car wash anymore. He owns a car wash. Uh, Nate Robinson at one point owned a chicken and waffles uh, restaurant. He doesn't want to, you know, pay for Doordash and get chicken and waffles. Maybe, you know, um, Isaiah Thomas owned a popcorn company. So I, I think just players that can do more I think for some people this is still not fathomable to me.
1: Right, right. Um.
4: So, yeah. So I I, I was kind of interested, curious about that particular uh, statement about starting your own league and the reason. Uh, so before I saw, I heard, like, saw all of any of your stuff. My, uh. What I thought was happening is that he was trying to find who was leaking his his like news. And Mm -hmm. so he was like throwing out stuff that he didn't Mm -hmm. actually think. And then when it came out, he was like, all right, I'm going to cut this group off like this chat off. Um, Well, I know who said it. I can't tell you who, but I know who said it. Okay. so so (laughs) so Kyrie knows who who the kind of leak is. Maybe.
3: I didn't get, I, I, I don't want to say too much. You can neither confirm nor anything. deny. I can't, I don't want to say. I just <laughs> say that, I, that I, I know I'm not going to say.
4: All right. I feel like All we're right. going to need to upload the video portion of this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to
4: say. <laughs> He's writing it on a piece of paper just, for us and showing the name right now. Cuz I
2: feel like let's just say names over and over cuz I feel like he'll give it away. <laughs>
4: you ain't going <gonna> <laughs> to give me today, Kevin Kevin Duran, uh Jared Allen, uh <laughs> Spencer dinwiddie
3: They're all nice guys.
4: All great gentlemen. All great gentlemen. Um yeah, so I mean uh, kind of I mean, that was a little bit of old. I mean, that was kind of last week's news cycle, but that's still a lot of that stuff is still going on right now because, um, you know, a lot of Kyrie's message was about the social issues, but there's also still a big problem in Orlando and in Florida with coronavirus, and the cases are spiking now. And so um, there's been a lot of worry. But I did see today Brian Windhorst um, basically said it's going to happen like the all, most of the players are behind it. Um, and he thinks that the, the league and the Players Association is going to agree to something within the next 48 hours. Um, is that on your side of things? Is that that? Yeah, that's, that's essentially
3: there's no there's no great opposition and if you don't want to play stay home. That's, that's right. basically what the league is saying. Um, and then there are some vets that are looking for um, contracts like the J.R. Smiths, right. the Jamal Crawfords, um, the, the Swaggy Peas, the Nate Robinsons. Uh, Nate Robinson, I spoke with uh, on last Saturday and, you know, that went viral. Um, His conversations, mm-hmm. about very things. so. I mean, there, there are guys that are that, that looking that if these players don't want to play, then, you know, there are opportunities out there. You, know? um, you look at the Brooklyn Nets. You know, if Kyrie likely, you know, had surgery and, you know, still rehabbing all play. KD, same thing. Um, not playing. Then, you know, there will be some roster openings. The same with the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, it, 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 it just depends on, you know, people's preferences. I know John Wall has been, has been outspoken about, you know, not um, – not sure if he wants to play, you know, the Washington Wizards will play. But I think this is an interesting juxtaposition. I
2: don't think the Wizards are going to let John Wall play. They want that insurance (laughs) check.
3: (laughs) Well, then there you go. And I also think that for somebody like Bradley Beal, you know, it showcases, you know, what the Nets or or another team could get if a trade does happen, you know. So, Uh you know, it's also creating a breeding ground for guys on the Nets to do some recruiting in Orlando. Um, But I I do think that I think Uh when you look back at history, The same way that LeBron was on that banana boat was being recruited to the Heat. I think you're gonna see some Corona boat um, in that case too. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah,
2: because like you see, like the that Heatles team kind of got put together at the Olympics, and there's Mm -hmm. big stories that that's kind of when the Warriors got their teeth in KD too. Was at the next Olympics, so like you get all these players in one place. Conversations can be had.
4: And like even, uh, what was it, when Kyrie and KD were in the, the um, uh, not the locker room, but like the tunnel for the All-Star game before right. they joined in Brooklyn. It's like that could very much happen again.
3: So, you know, I'm going to tell you something about that, that. That is interesting you bring that up about the tunnel in Charlotte. Uh-huh. Um, I was actually, last um, All-Star game in Charlotte, I was at the Jordan Brand party. And, um, you know, everybody, and their mama and their mama's mama was there. Like, like, <laughs> like Gail King was there. Uh, Khaled was no, Khaled's wife was there. Uh, but, uh, that Joe was there, uh, Mark Cuban, Dirk and Paul George, um, future, uh, Blake Griffin, like everybody was there. Right. So mm-hmm. I was at the bar chilling and I was standing at that bar, kicking it with KD and Kyrie. And the whole time, like we were at that party, like KD had a had a had a um glass of red wine and he and Kyrie would just at me him and me and Kyrie and KD were just standing at the bar talking and laughing the whole time. And um I said to him, I said, hey, I gotta thank you. He said, for what? I said, remember that story that came out back in September about uh I said I have to thank you for for helping me in my career. He said, what are you talking about? I said, remember that story that came out about you coming to a certain team uh, next season? He said, what team? I said, the Lakers. He gave me a look. He said, that was you? I said, yeah. He goes, you're welcome. (laughs) And, um, like, but, like, the conversation was more than just that. I'll leave it there. But Like, like, that camaraderie that you saw in that video with with KD and Kyrie, um, that's how they were acting at that party that night. And when I left that party at, like, 5 in the morning, came back to my hotel, I said to myself, are at least two castles. Whatever, te- whatever, one t- whatever team they go to, both of them are joining each other. And so that was when I was able to check Lakers off the, um, the list, but there were some other things that I know that were said um, that, that I could kind of put two and two together. I believe that that video in, in that tunnel was a smokescreen. Mm. Um, that's what i thought and, too and when you look at it um i know that brooklyn made that move to, to trade and make cat space but the other thing you got to look at is um the doctor who performed kd surgery is the brooklyn Nets team was the, the, the Nets team uh, surgeon number one mm. number two kd was with rock nation uh the guy who is um the, the the ceo of, of one of the ceos at rock nation is a twin to a ceo with the brooklyn nets and their last names are both of you mark um there are a lot of factors that were going into it that i just kind of put two and two together and you know the Kyrie part as I, as you know i've known since january of last year he was joining the Nets, um and be, be honest with you that was kind of a dialogue that was being discussed in november december uh going into the new year that he was doing in brooklyn but I, I think that just the, the, the tunnel portion that you talk about, I believe it was the smoke street in New York.
4: I, so that's interesting because I've heard that um, KD and Kyrie wanted to go to the Knicks and it was a done deal until DeAndre Jordan came into the picture. Kyrie
3: Irving was heard. never joined into New York Knicks.
4: I can tell you that. Mm, okay, interesting. Cause I heard I heard that around from some pretty like usually reliable people, and I never got you know I, I couldn't really confirm it myself. So that's interesting. I'm telling you, all
3: right. Kyrie was never joining the Knicks. And what I will tell you is
4: shout out Knicks um, fans.
3: Ky- Kevin Durant <laughs> made his decision. So with free agency started that Sunday, remember it was like they could agree to teams like that Sunday, like it was the thirtieth of June. But then right the first okay so. Kyrie, I know, I got the word that Thursday that KD had said, had verbally agreed um, with Kyrie that that's what he was going to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: He formally, you know, made that known that Sunday.
4: Interesting, interesting. Or Knicks oh, fans. They just can't catch a break. No. It's, <laughs> and they're probably going to say the same thing next offseason about Giannis or something, and it's going to be like, he never wanted no. to join. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what I can tell you about the Knicks um, is this. I will tell you that um, they are banking on Fred Van Fleet uh, this offseason. Um, I won't mm. say banking. I'll say that they, they, there's a, there is a gauged interest in trying to get him. But I think the Knicks have a two- to three-year plan. Um, one of the things that I think benefited them, the disappointment of KD and Kyrie created a lot of cap space. Um, that they can play with moving forward, which is, which, which I do think is actually smart, particularly post uh, Ro- Darryl Morey China comments and coronavirus pandemic. They're in a good space. The problem is the Dolan factor is still a thing. Yep. Particularly when Carmelo Anthony is many of these younger guys is OG. You don't have to be in New York to be relevant. You can bring Madison Avenue to you. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who still want to play play New York. And Van Fleet can get, you know, an overage uh, a, a pay based upon his production. One. Two, um, I think that the Knicks, the Knicks were looking to really make a move this offseason to not just get Anthony Davis um, and Kyrie, which they were, um, and KD. But I think that, you know, this summer, they just got a bunch of role players. They were able to save money but it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward, particularly post Spike Lee. uh, Oakley was, 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 was interesting. How do you villainize your, 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 uh, your number one fan? If you treat him like that, how are you going to treat the star?
4: Right. They just can't get out of their own way. It seems like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, Steve, did you have something?
1: Uh, Oh, I guess just, they
2: need, They just need to decide that they just have to do it like everybody else. Because yeah, this is time after time that they're trying to do the Miami Heat route or the Los Angeles Laker route, and it hasn't worked for 20 years. They just need to do it the the smart, patient way for once. All right. Yeah,
3: I think the the, 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 the best. I will say this. I know you want to switch topics. The best. The best chance that they have was pre-mellow when they had all those young guys on that team. Kevin mm-hmm. Kyrie, uh Maru Stoudemire, Landry Fields, just all those guys on that one team and build the same way that the Thunder built back when they had KB, Harden, Scooby and Durant and just build a young culture. I think they missed that mark being pressured to, to, to try to trade to get from L.A. Anthony.
4: Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I've, yeah, it doesn't, I, I have no idea what's going to happen as long as James Dolan is there, but, you know, time can only tell. Um, so speaking of Kevin Durant, uh and Kendrick Perkins, both ex Thunder <laughs> players, uh, there's a little bit of some Twitter feuding going on between those two fellas. Uh started kind of I think this kind of started a while back. Like this is this isn't like a recent thing. So Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and Kendrick have kind of been uh like I think the first uh conflict I can't remember is when Perkins replied to KD and basically said like you joined a seventy three nine team. Obviously Kevin Durant's gonna like take some not gonna take that well. Um and then a few other things happen and uh Perkins has been in the news for comments both on Kyrie Irving that uh you know if, if I <laughs> the, the, the deleted tweet, tweet. No, no. The thing I was going to say is the bird, the bird flying backwards twi- uh, comment was very funny to me. I think people got really angry about it, but that analogy just made me laugh a lot. Um, so he's got you know that comment with Kyrie Irving, but then with Kevin Durant, he was back in the news because uh, Kevin Durant basically said he sellout. And um, Perkins was, had a very um, emotional response to that. Uh, I know you had Perkins on your radio show uh, pretty recently. So if you haven't seen that, you can go, go uh, to com and check that out. But um, I wanted to kind of get your uh, kind of just how that interview went, or if you've had any other discussions with Perk about all of these things, really with Kyrie Irving and with Kevin Durant. and
3: So to um, just kind of, Give context. My first recollection of Perk and KD actually having it out was when Perk was a cash. and this was mm. 2017 or 2018, and KD had a press conference. Perk peeked his head in the room, and you saw KD mouth the words "f you," uh, mm. and that was when it, Somebody tweeted that it was Perkins who was antagonizing him from the podium. However, I'll add that it really went it came to a head in january when russell westbrook returned to oklahoma city for the first time and to your point about the 73 and 19 it was uh, perkins who said he was getting ready to go on sports center to discuss why russell westbrook was the best thunder to ever to ever wear a thunder oklahoma city thunder uniform right and KD replied and said, spoken by our starting center, who averaged two points and three rebounds per game. And that was when Perkins said, Well, you left Savage. This, that, and the third, you you left and joined the seven, three, and nineteen, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So that was the timeline. Um, what kind of upset me a bit was um, the the bird comment. Um, and I called Perk Thursday. Um, and I actually, I texted him, and said, yo, I see a damn phone. And he called me. And he said, um, I said, yo, you got a few minutes? I said, that birth comment is really bothering me. So he said, yeah, I'm gonna call you in 30 minutes and an hour, which was fine. I got some work. So we started talking. And I think the reason why the birth comment bothered me was because, um, and this is just my opinion, um, when you look at, um, there is there is such a thing as the black community airing their dirty laundry out. And in this instance, the Blacks don't disrespect the Jews, the Jews don't disrespect Indians or people who are you know, uh, not Native American who are like, uh, like, uh, like Hindu Indians or, or things of that sort. And I feel like if you don't respect yourself, how do you expect another group of people to respect you? Mm-hmm. And I use the analogy of how when President Obama, I said this on the podcast, how when President Obama was running, uh, journalist Tavis Smiley and you know college professor Cornell West would often air out President Obama, and it came from a beef um, years ago when Obama was running, where he couldn't appear on Tavis Smiley's show, and as a result, it seemed that Tavis had a grudge with him ever since. Comparatively, um, I, I just I think that the, the the bird comment and then the sellout comment it just wasn't it was a concoction. disaster. I'm sure you guys know black people and have black friends that you're not black. Comment is a very very pointed um, statement and I saw where it was going. Mm -hmm. So I call Perk Perk apologized on the pod but I think it's a deeper conversation. Um, I think the sellout conversation is a conversation that wasn't based off of race but more along the lines of the fact that he's a retired player who is now in the media. And Stephen A. Smith went on TV to make it seem like the sellout comment that he receives is the same as the one that Perkins receives. The sellout comment that many people make about Stephen A. Smith has more to do with how he handled the Colin Capitan situation. not with him as a former player. Hmm. So I think there's a, there's a reason to decipher between the two. Um, but I also do think that there is a code of ethics that many players follow that when you become a player within the media, um, you, you, you respect players. And I remember when Allen Iverson retired and I asked him, I was at his retirement ceremony in Philadelphia, and I asked him, Mr. Joe, do you have any desire uh, to coach? He said, not coaching, what about TV? And he was like, no, no. He said, Cause you can pay to talk about people and I don't want people calling my phone mad at me for what I said. And that's the situation that Perkins is in. You know, he's talking about people. Charles Barkley is in a similar situation. And, um, you know, Perkins and I really just talked in depth about why he felt that Kyrie was that way. He said he should not have a long choice of words looking back on it. However, he still stands firm on the belief that he questions Kyrie's leadership ability as it relates to guiding players into handling all of this stuff with the coronavirus in Orlando.
1: Mm.
2: Speaking of Perkin, Kyrie, I would like to take a moment to read a since-deleted tweet from Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> I hide the kids. I'm going to say a swear word. Uh-oh. Maybe two. Uh-oh. I'll just say MFers. MF us. Better be cool and chill because I honestly took it light on Kyrie today when I really could have exposed the ho SHIT, all caps, that he's been doing on them phone conversations.
4: I'm just listening. I'm just on. hearing this. I'm hearing this all in Perk's (laughs) voice and it's so funny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're supposed to be able to carry on after seeing that. So, yeah. The fact that he spelled it ho, like the garden tool aside, Scoopy, do you know what ho shit he's referring to?
3: No. (laughs) No. But I will tell you, I'll ask him. I'll text him later and ask him, and I'll I'll tell you what he says. But as it relates to. I don't know what he knows from the conference call. You know, I've spoken to people who have been on the conference call. Um, Chris Haynes uh, was on the conference call. I talked to Chris two days ago. Uh, I spoke to a couple other people I spoke to a couple other people who were on the conference call. i don't I wasn't on a conference call, so I, I can't answer that question, but I know that um. If he's referring to Shams' tweets, Chris Haynes' tweets, as it really suggests what Pylee said, maybe that's the whole shit he's referring to. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I also know that Kendrick Perkins is transitioning into media, and you have to be a disruptor, respectfully, um, right. to, to make that believable. So I, I, I leave it like that. I can't speak for Kendrick.
2: Well, regardless, I'm glad I got to read that tweet. Live, you just
3: wanted to say. You just wanted to say hi. A lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> my late, been, my late.
1: He's been waiting late, all day.
3: <laughs> you're, not wrong, lady, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. My my grandmother, my late grandmother, God rest her soul. She used to say, um, when she would talk, like we would talk about my time in college, and she would go, "Brandon," she said, "You mean to tell me that that girl is a ho ho ho? Merry Christmas!" <laughs> or she'll say, "You mean to tell me she's a garden tool?"
4: That's go. a nice, that's a nicer way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess the last question I had on my part, just to sort of clarify, uh, well, actually, first before that. Uh, so what, to your knowledge, was Perkins on that call? Or are you just saying you think he was? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Because I, I, was... I honestly do not know. Because that to me kind of makes a big difference if he was, because then he would uh, obviously be able to like put into context everything he's saying from Shams I've Chris. Spoken to Chris.
3: I've spoken to one, two, three. I've spoken to three people who were on that call. Mm-hmm. I was not on that call. Um, I know the background of what went on with that call. I know certain calls to people for media requests that were made. I, I brought up woes to you. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Um, you know, just different dialogues that were made, um, literally three minutes after the call, Charles was tweeting and you know, with those calls, you know, I learned like guys, like reporters who get, you know, like I learned like, so for example, right. So the, the, the call with the players from what I learned this week, woes may sit on those calls with the owners in the same vein but those owners aren't going to be as keep it real and as outspoken as some of those players, which is why Chris Paul made that statement on the, front, on the call, don't say everything you want to say. Kind of keep right. stuff to yourself because you don't know who else is on this call. That's why Danny Ferry got caught with that whole, um, that Luau Dang statement that he made some years ago because somebody was on that call and put that out there. Mm. Right? So when you look at the situation with the owners, those owners aren't going to say certain things because they know that they're being watched in the same day. All those players are not realizing that same notion. So what Kyrie said on that call, if you look at what, what, what Shams tweeted and what Chris Haynes tweeted, the quotes were pretty much verbatim, minus a few commas and quotation marks. Um, but I know that there was something that Shams – like I know Donovan Mitchell has an issue with something that Shams tweeted because – he quoted him, but it was within context. Like, right. like, 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 I could, like, me and you having a conversation right now, Steve, I could say, Steve said, ho ass. <laughs> and put that in the tweet. But it's not in context of you. you. You know what I'm saying? Like, context is everything.
4: Right, right.
3: So that, I think I that would actually—I
2: think that would actually be good for my reputation. <laughs> I can use a little <laughs> more age.
4: <laughs> get street cred.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I—I think it's—it's it's very important to also realize that something like this is, has never been discussed. We've never had a coronavirus pandemic. Right. The only thing close to that were the two lockouts that happened during the ninety-eight, ninety-nine season, which they came back from, and the 2010-2011 season, where. Uh, or 2011-2012, I think. One of those two. But basically, they came back on Christmas Day. Uh, and then talking to some of the OGs in the, in the league, like I had Kendall Gill and Kenny Anderson uh, on, the, on the podcast over the last few months, and I, I mm-hmm. asked them how did this compare. And Kenny Anderson said to me, you know, a lot of guys from his era during the, the 98, 99 season came back, like, out of shape, including himself. Um, Kendall Gill pretty much alluded to the same thing, and I think that when you look at today's game, it's similar because there are certain guys who have told me uh, as late as last month they have not picked up a basketball since.
4: Oh.
3: Um, I did. I did an interview with uh, Ryan Archie Diacono and Kobe White of the Chicago Bulls.
4: I love you, Kobe. Yeah. Can you say it again. Oh, I say I, I'm a UNC alum, so I just love Kobe White.
3: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So like Ryan, Ryan said to me, you know, I had not picked up a basketball. He went back to Pennsylvania where he's from, um, and you know, has been spending time with family and friends. Kobe, I believe, is back in North Carolina. Their season is done, the Bulls. But um, yeah, like this a lot of guys are not thinking about basketball.
1: Yeah, fair. That's
2: fair. Gonna be some r- crazy regular season games, but hopefully everybody, you know, gets shakes off the rust before the playoffs start. Yeah. You yeah, got eight games.
4: We got eight games, and then you got the preseason, whatever thing they're doing. So there's there's some time.
3: You know what the logic is with that preseason though, correct?
4: Uh no. What do you mean? No, I don't think so.
3: So the contracts state that you have to play at least 70 games in order to get the rest of that tv money
4: uh, so it's to add up so, 70.
3: so that's why what is it seven or eight pre-season regular range. season games that they're doing
2: yeah eight regular season i don't know the preseason
4: numbers. number i don't either. know yeah i don't know either
2: that's, i was that's- under the impression that everybody's going to get the 70
3: with those eight games though
4: Exactly, because like, like you look at the like you look
3: at the Bucks. I think they're sixty and or fifty and fourteen. Like they won sixty games.
4: Mm. Sixty so they, and
3: 60.
4: Huh. So they need like two more to basically hit the seventy mark. They have to. Like I
3: think it's somewhere between four and five.
4: Okay. Huh. And then,
3: and that's why you invited twenty two teams, and then you figure you look at like the Eastern Conference standings. For example, like you know, from seeding one, which is Milwaukee, all the way to eight. Seven is Brooklyn, eight is Orlando. Orlando has the advantage because they're the home team uh, playing in Orlando. But then, like, you have Washington, who is a ninth seed. Um, and Then you look at, you know, comparing the Western Conference, where you have Memphis at eight, and you have, like, New Orleans, Portland, and I think one other team, like, there's a three to three and a half game difference between eighth and eleven. Yeah. San Antonio
2: and Phoenix. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Phoenix was never in the conversation. To me, that's more about looks uh, and
4: options. They should just tank, it, to be honest. I don't know why they're even there. Yeah, and you yeah, run
3: yeah. into a conversation about ageism with Greg Popovich. Will he make that trip? Will 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 um, Alvin Gentry make that trip? You know, will Mike D'Antoni take that trip? Because some of these guys are right. between sixty and seventy. Seventy-two, I think, popped in somewhere between seventy and seventy-two. So there's a lot of, there's a lot there as well. But I think ultimately, you know, I'll be honest with you, a healthy Portland Trailblazers team, I think, matches up well against a Los Angeles Lakers team. A healthy Portland team, Portland's dealt hmm. with health issues all season.
4: Hmm. I mean, Damian Lillard does agree with you. He does say that publicly. He thinks they could take the Los Angeles Lakers. So, uh, yeah, that. There's still so much we don't know about like how this is all going to go down. And um, I'm sure we're going to know more as the days leading up to July 31st approach, but um, we'll just have to wait and see for now. Um, Scoop, thank you for joining us. Um, We know you're a busy guy, so we won't keep you too much longer. One other thing. I just want to make one other comment and that is uh, Karis Levert. Was that the guy? No. <laughs> Darn it. I tried. <laughs> all right. I you're you're be, a good I you're a good you. journalist. You're a good journalist because you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't give it away.
3: You ain't gonna have them calling my phone. I'm in a good space right now, sir.
4: Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah, Scoop. Thank you again. Um as, as I mentioned before, you can find him at scoopyradio.com uh, and heavy.com where he does all of his writing. Uh so yeah, thanks again, Scoop, and uh,
2: Thanks, Scoop. Let's do this again sometime.
4: For sure. Gentlemen, thank you.
1: And this is Scoopy Radio saying, "You bring the coffee, and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Come on." Hold
0: up.